Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing? Let's begin. Hey, gents. Welcome to another episode of Apex Masculinity, a high-performance men's coaching outfit designed to help you show up strong in every area of life. Raising the bar in fatherhood, marriage, finance, business, health, and all things manly. Gentlemen, let's begin. All right, guys, my guest with me today is Rihanna Roche. Did I get that right? Yes, yep. Awesome. She is a certified NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming Coach, Spirituality Coach, Life Coach for both men and women, coming all the way from South Australia (laughs) and mother of two precious little boys. Rihanna, I've been waiting so long for this. Happy to have you on. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm good. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I know. This is going to be awesome. I have been. I have been looking at your content and checking out all of the very refreshing content on masculinity. And thank you. It's piqued my interest. I'm like, who is this lady that is now <laughs> part of this emerging, re-emerging masculinity movement that is putting out this content that is super refreshing and it hits like a bell in the soul, like by way of truth. <laughs> like you're like, this isn't wokeism. This isn't social engineering. This is like legit the way it should be. Well, at yes. least you I, at least you and I think so, right? Right. Well, I don't know why people can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyway, I've been uh, you know, and it, and you'd be my second Australian um to have on. I had this really cool guy um last year come on and got into testosterone. And okay, how, wow. How, yeah, it was a really good, it's actually my most downloaded episode. So I'm thinking there's something by way of you Aussies that like really gets the downloads going. So yeah, I'm super excited. <laughs> Maybe. <about> Maybe it's <laughs> just the testosterone thing too. <laughs> right. So let's get into your kind of backstory and yep. take all the liberty and time you want, get into your backstory and how you got into this emerging, re-emerging masculinity movement. Mm, well, it was probably, it was a few years ago now, but um, I, I guess I was a completely different person and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't hide it. I was a very masculinized woman. Um, in what does that, that mean? Um, what does that well, mean? To me, it, to me, it means I was um, displaying more masculine traits and I don't mean that I looked masculine, but um, you know, in terms of, of how I, how I interacted in my relationship at the time and how I was interacting in my life and work, I, I was more masculine. Um, so, you know, it was all about leadership and confidence and being independent and, and, and all of that type of stuff, which, you know, is good in small doses. Um, but it's not when it's, when you're a woman and it's completely overrunning your life. So that, that was, where I was at and I was living a life and, you know, I was in a relationship with my kid's father. I had a, a great job in government. Um, I had a, I had everything that you could want house, car, you know, I had it all. Um, and I was just desperately unhappy. Um, you know, people would look at me and they'll think, you know, she has the best life. And then on the inside, I was like dying because it was just, I don't know. It, it just wasn't what I wanted. Um, even though it's what I'd worked my whole life to, to become, I guess. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I say that I had an awakening, um, and I began to go on my own, um, self-development journey 
And I, I, you know, the first course I booked into was NLP. I had no idea what it was, neuro-linguistic programming. And it was about learning about the language of the mind, how we can control everything in our life by learning about our mind, our thoughts, you know, our thoughts control everything. Um, so I went and did that and it completely changed my life. It was seven days and I was like, wow, <laughs> yeah. like I, it just completely changed everything. And I started to see the world differently. And um, I booked in the next day, following week to do the the masters so um you know i was meant to be at work and i just said sorry i'm not coming in <laughs> got mm. better things to do really? um when i did my when i did my masters and and became a master practitioner in that and had no idea why i was doing it other than i knew i had to um and so i finished that course and went back to work the you know the very next week and i remember sitting in the government job and i was like what the fuck am I allowed to swear on this? In this yeah, podcast? yeah, you're good, you're good. What, yep. the, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, I seriously sat there and I was like, it was Monday morning. Everyone was walking around like zombies and they're just like complaining about the work week. It was Monday, waiting for the weekend. I'm like, I can't be here anymore. I can't be around this negativity. I can't be, I don't want to be here. So I quit. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um after 14 years in you know a government job thinking I had to stay there I quit um without much thought which was a bit stupid but I quit and <laughs> um had no idea how I was going to earn some money but I quit went home and uh, basically from there I ended up blowing up my whole life I I left the relationship which was probably the you know the sec the, the hardest thing I've done other than quit the job um, we ended up having to sell the house. I was homeless essentially with my two boys for um, nine months. I lived with my my mum because we had nowhere to go. Um, and and I started a business um, working as a, a coach and a hypnotherapist during that time, which again was, you know, I don't recommend any of this doing it all at once to other people, but that's the way I did it. Yeah. And, and so as I went on that journey, you know, I continued on the self-development journey as well. And it led me to explore femininity. Um, and it was, it was deeply uncomfortable for, for me at the start because I rejected femininity, you know, probably since I was a, a teenager, at least I remember thinking I never want to be, you know, a weak woman. Um, and my, you know, why, why I was that type of person is that, you know, my, my father was, um, he had his own demons, but he was, uh, like emotionally and verbally abusive, um, to my mother growing up. And, uh, he was, he, he wouldn't have called himself an alcoholic, but I believe he was an alcoholic. Um, and my mother was, um, you know, a submissive, not a good submissive, but a submissive housewife, um, who, who just took it. Um, and, and I remember like as a teenager thinking I never want to be like her. <laughs> right. um, so in a way, you know, that was the moment that I decided, I, I guess I didn't want to be a weak woman. Um, and that's yeah. where my masculine, you know, my mas my inner masculine traits began to, to stand out. Um, and, and also my, my view of masculine men or men in general was, you know, not great given that my father was abusive um, and, and I guess I, I never attracted abusive men into my life after that, but I attracted men that sort of made me feel, you know, the way my, my dad made, made me feel back then was, you know, I'm not good enough. Women were weak type thing. So I, I again, attracted men like that into my life. Um, and, and so, you know, beginning to explore femininity and, and how I could change to attract different type of people into my life was a lot, <laughs> but that's me, where it started uh, for me. 
yeah, yeah, let yeah me sorry, jump with, in. Let, yeah, sure. Just just because I'm an airhead, as you know, um, yeah, from okay. our previous conversation <laughs> that we had before I hit the record button, um, I'm just thinking about how miserably uncomfortable that must have been to get to this place in your teen years where you're like, I'm going to like, and you probably didn't have this thought, I'm going to intentionally develop masculine traits because I don't want to be like my mom. But you begin to develop this like stronger personality. But at yeah. the same time, you attracted guys that treated your, like the way your dad treated your mom. So you're like, I don't want this in my life. But mm. yet you attracted that in your life. Now there's this dichotomy of like, I don't want this, but I'm attracting it kind of a thing. Yeah, definitely not to the same extreme. Uh, like there was never abuse or anything. Um, okay. But okay. Um, and and these men were, you know, uh, fine. They were like great men. So I have nothing bad to say about them. But it 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 still played out in the patterns in me. It did make me feel, you know, not good sure. enough, not worthy of of something greater. I guess. Yeah. Um. And yeah, deeply uncomfortable. And that you know that that hardened exterior that I I put on, um, it really showed up through most of my life up and up until quite recently mm. you know even the way I dressed um was you know uh, of course I never wore dresses or skirts or anything like that because that's right. too feminine um and mm. I always I mean I've got shortish hair now but I always had quite short hair um and I never you know I never accepted help particularly from men <laughs> right um never accepted drinks or anything like that when I went out because you know that would mean that I can't buy my own <laughs> right 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 right. okay <laughs> um so it just led down this whole path um but if you you know if we look at society today there's a lot of women <laughs> that are you know that are displaying these types of traits, maybe not to the extreme that I was, but a lot sure. of women that are showing up um, like this in society today that, you know, they're, they're masculinized, I say anyway. Right. So before we get into why you and I believe that that may be the wrong direction for women to go yes, and bringing them back to a more, I'm going to say traditional, uh, just because of lack of a better word, Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to say antiquated because that sounds bad, but more of a traditional understanding of what men, of masculine, feminine, men, women, husband, wife type roles are. I would like to ask you, because the men are going to want to know, because we yep. are in an age of absolute confusion. And I think it's yes. engineered on yeah. purpose. Oh. <laughs> I was only, yeah, thinking yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So like even times in my own marriage where... um. I can tell that I am not carrying myself in my masculine identity in a way that allows my wife to be at rest, open up and become fully feminine. And I take yeah. responsibility for that because I'm the man, but what, what are women needing or, or wanting from their men so that they can fall into that safe place of rest and security and become fully feminine and be and be okay with it and be okay with being fully feminine what mm. what what do women need from their men to get to that place well women need 
well, my belief is that women and women need to do this for themselves as well as women need men to to heal from the past if they've got their own demons um, okay. you know get to a point where where you feel comfortable within yourself firstly as a man because if you're not comfortable in yourself and you're constantly triggered by things of the past um, you know if you're carrying all this heaviness or, or demons you know many men carry demons from the past if you're carrying them all of the time, your woman is going to feel that even if you say, you know, you're okay. Your woman can feel it. Women have a sense of intuition, if you like. Um, yes. You can feel things even when a man says he's okay if he's not. So we need that. But we also need men to to step up into their, their masculine frame, if you like. Um, you know, it's to, to take lead um, and to to not sort of just always be like, oh, I'll just sit in the background and go with the flow. Like that's, you know, that's, that's where I think a lot of men are like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing the right thing. I'm letting you, you know, say what you want in a relationship and, and you can take the lead, but that's not what women want. Ultimately, they need a man to take lead and to, um, you know, be the, be the, I don't know what the word, what I could use. Like, we need you to be like the oak tree. Like, you're stable. You're grounded. You're you're the you know the guiding light, the the protection. You're everything um, over the woman and the family. Yeah. Um, we need that. You know, strong yeah. and steady. When a man gets to that place, where and this is kind of hard for me because I have I have a lot of demons. So I'm almost that's okay. So do yeah, I. <laughs> yeah. So as, as I'm extracting this content from you, it's for the audience and the men that will listen to this, but I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I'm thinking about me and my wife right now and of how, yep. and how, you know, troubled youth, physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, drug addiction. I, I spent eight years putting needles in my arms. I went to prison yep. twice. Um, there was no. Uh, as far as like sexual purity or sexual morality, when I was 14, my dad told me, hey, if you're messing around, make sure you got a condom because I don't want some chick's dad showing up at the house with a shotgun. That was yeah. my sexual education. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, got into, you know, pornography and all kinds of different things. And as you said, demons, like these things entrench themselves in me in my mm. adolescent and very, very early 20s. When I when I went to prison the second time, I think I was 23 when I got out and I was on a way better trajectory at that point. I had a sit down moment where I got parked, like I got parked and I was able to actually decompress, think through things, had a bit of a religious awakening that really helped me, things like that. But I still deal with those demons and I don't want to feel like I have to completely eradicate all of them from my life because quite honestly, I'm concerned that I'm going to wrestle with some of them for the rest of my life, but I still want to show up strong for my wife. Yes. Can a man do that? Can a man 100%. do that? Okay. 100%. And I, I truly believe that the best people, the most inspiring people are the ones that have got the big demons from the past, like yourself, you know, and that that are acknowledging them. What, what I think more, a lot of men and women, don't get me wrong, women do this too, a lot of people don't acknowledge their demons and that's when they they take hold and that's when they unconsciously control what you're like how you behave you know i i did a post the other day saying that most people are behaving like three-year-old toddlers having tantrums most of the time because they're just letting their 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 past dictate how they show up today but if you're aware of your demons and you're aware of everything that you're you know you've got going on on the inside then you're better able to navigate 
whatever you've got going on, right? So, you know, if you're being affected by something from your past, you'd be aware of it and you could at least say, hey, look, this is what's happening. I'm really triggered right now or something mm -hmm. like that, you know, because yeah. of what's happened in the past. And mm -hmm. you can work through that. And I, I believe that when, you know, in a relationship, that's that's how two people grow together, when you can be open and vulnerable about all the shit you've experienced in the past. Yeah. But it's it's because most people won't acknowledge it and they just pretend it's not there and avoid it. Um, you know, the more you avoid, the more you're going to go into things like addictions and, and you know, mm. porn and, and all that type of stuff. And it just pushes it down and pretends it's mm. not there. And it, it's ultimately no relationship will survive that type of stuff long term anyway. And it, well, right. if it does, it won't be great. My wife and I just had probably in 16 years, um, like the most harrowing moment in our marriage mm -hmm. this last year where yeah. we were both like, Oh my God, like that we need to get to work or this is not going to work out well, you yeah, know? Okay. And, yeah. uh, cause we're both easy keepers. We're laid back. You know, we make up, you know, we make up good. We don't hold grudges. You know, we forget, yeah. we want to, we want to like have that morning cup of coffee and love and laugh and all that stuff, you know, but there were some like, um, I don't want I'll say red lines for my wife, red lines that I crossed last year. And we're going to get into triggers in a minute because that's exactly yeah. what it was. But as you said, men, men that are aware of their triggers and their demons and are actively doing the work and involving their spouse in that process, communicating with them, letting them know, hey, this is what's going on. This is why I feel this way. And having a spouse that's actually gracious enough to not say, well, black and white, you know, you always do right and you never do wrong, but actually one that's willing to go, okay, I can make the connection between, you know, this thing that you endured or suffered or this trauma and why it shows up this way. And I want to love you through it and help you through it. But as long as we're communicating as men to our yes. wives, we're now involving them in our healing almost. It sounds like, yes. you know, like we're like inviting them. Almost. My wife was telling me, um, yesterday we were talking about this every great once in a while i will have dreams like out of nowhere where i'm putting needles in my arms okay. and i'll wake up gasping for breath because in the mm -hmm. dream the dope went in so to speak and i yeah okay. and this is kind of a weird thing you know but like um and when i got out of prison i would have these dreams when life got hard because mm. i was i was triggered by the emotional stress of things being hard and my brain was like, well, the stress is causing cortisol. The brain knows that these drugs will cause dopamine. So the brain is almost trying to sell me in my dreams on doing this stuff. Yeah. Now, because I've gone through so many challenges and succeeded in life to the point where if I feel like I've hit a plateau, I will create challenges for myself. But the dreams happened this week. And my wife said, I've been watching you long enough to know that when you plateau, that's when you trigger in the beginning mm. it was during the stress okay now, now now you like challenge because you see what you can build <laughs> yes now when you plateau that's when you start like because you hate plateauing you know what i mean kind of a thing mm. so no just knowing i guess the point of that whole story was for men to begin to do the work of knowing themselves know yes. your triggers know your past search for tools do some study I guess we'll go with that. How important is that for men to actually do real, like introspective work on themselves and learn what's wrong and get tools to fix it, please? 
A hundred percent. Like it is so important. I and I think, you know, women traditionally have been a little more open to to I mean, let's be honest, women have a lot of work to do as well, but women have been traditionally more open to that because, you know, we've it's more accepted for women to be emotional. It's more accepted of women to talk about, you know, particularly with women other women to talk about sort of deep stuff. But men, I guess in the past, particularly with, you know, masculine men, it's like, well, no, men don't talk about emotions men don't cry men don't do this there's been all these rules I guess of the past of how men should you know show up but you know my belief is that you know the the real masculine men now are the ones that are actually doing the work the ones that you know I mean they're going to show their emotions very differently to a woman but they're not afraid of their emotions and these are the men you know that are, are leading the way in masculinity um, and you know I work with men one-on-one and in and in small groups and I often talk about, you know, as a masculine man to build your masculine traits, you have to have an undertone of the feminine traits, if you like, because we've all got masculine and feminine within us, right? The duality. Um, a lot of men don't like it when I talk about this, but <laughs> <laughs> we all have the feminine inside of us, unfortunately. Um, but um, if you don't have an undertone of, you know, empathy or understanding of your own emotions, if you just build your masculine traits, you're going to come across as like a robot to a woman, like a cold chauvinistic robot. So you need emotions, you need, you know, empathy, you need this undertone of the feminine. That's what I call it. Again, maybe I have to find a different way to talk about no, it. But... Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute too, but I want you to <laughs> okay. finish this statement because I got kind of a different, but maybe it's just different terminology. So yeah, please finish okay. your thought with no, that. Yeah. That's it. I'm okay. good. I'm done. So so I want to ask you this before we get into that masculine feminine coexisting duality within the same space of each of us. Yes. Um, Because I'm taking notes as you speak, so this stuff doesn't get away from me. But something I've noticed with men being... I'm just going to say it for now, for the sake of the term, feminine, yeah. it's using a feminine aspect of yes. their whole person by being emotional, being transparent. Um, when I go to my wife and I'm like hurting and I express that I'm struggling with this, you know, this is going on, like I'm feeling broken, feeling triggered, like I'm in this depressive place. And as men, uh, and I talk about this on the podcast. So like the older we get, the more testosterone we're losing. And that creates like, you know, uh, depression. We're more easily depressed because of it. Cause the mm -hmm. hormones are off, you know, just different things like that. And when I go to my wife with it, I have to be careful how much I divulge, like how, I don't want to say spew. Cause that almost sounds like sewage, but like, I, I have to be careful because I want to be transparent, but I've noticed if I go overboard with it. I can actually affect her peace of mind. And I'll mm. like, I'll, I'll talk to her about a situation that I'm struggling with. And, uh, and um, three days later, my wife is now like struggling with that situation. Like, like um, okay. our money sucks right now. Your money's not good, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And uh, she's like, no, it's fine. What are you talking about? And then three days later, she's like, oh, man, our money isn't good. And it's because I planted that seed. <laughs> you did. Yeah. So how, 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 how much transparency and vulnerability is too much? I think that's going to depend on, on your relationship and on where your 
your wife, your partner, your woman is is out in her journey as well. Because, you know, again, I've shared some of this stuff on 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 social media, on TikTok. And, you know, a lot of men are commenting and saying, you know, oh, I cried in front of a woman and she left me. Um, I'm sure there's more to it. But a lot of women, it seems, can't can't hold space for a man to be emotional because they're not used to it or they haven't again dealt with their own you know inner demons the woman so I think it depends on your relationship and and how how healed I guess the word would be your woman is in terms of being okay with a man you know being emotional let's be honest a lot of women probably aren't in the space where they can actually hold space for a man to be emotional like truly emotional um, and vulnerable so that's hard as well so you know if you're in a relationship you've got to test it a little bit like you're probably doing you know test how much she can hold um women women do tend to um what i've noticed is um men can hold this is generic, a generic thing, but men tend to be able to hold a lot more stress of everyday life, um, you know, and be able to manage it. This is again, very generic, but women tend to spin it round and round and round and, and sort of Mm. make it, you know, make it so much bigger than, than what it is. So maybe Mm. it's even how you present the information to her would be, you know, you have to think about how you present it or. Oh, yes. I'm not sure yeah. if I answered that question or not, no, but no, I do no, 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 think no. it depends on the woman um, sure. that you're with. Yeah, you know, no, me, I... me, probably five years ago, if if a man had cried in front of me, I probably wouldn't cope. <laughs> I'd probably be like, <laughs> oh, my God, what's happening here? Why is he crying? Um, but now, you know, uh-huh. I could hold space for a man to cry and it would be, you know, it would still hurt. But, be, uh-huh. you know, if I loved him, it would still hurt deeply, but I'd be able to hold space um, for him to I... do that. I think I think less to do with you being able to um less to do with being hurt and more to do with you not losing respect for him. 100%. Because he, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you're okay, I got it. So testing it and the presentation part I think is really key too because if I like collapse on the floor and I'm like my <laughs> my tone and my vocabulary is catastrophic and blah blah blah, but being able to like maybe put my shoulders back, put my head back yes. and be like, look, this is where I'm at. And um, yep. yeah, I get it. It's in presentation. I think it's, yeah. And it's not going into full victim mode. You know, if you threw yourself on the floor and started like <laughs> wailing, you know, that yeah. is, that is the, I call it the wounded feminine, right? That's no okay. one wants to see that in a woman or yeah. a man really. Yeah. So <laughs> mm, right, right, right. So again, how you present <laughs> yourself. And and I, I think it's a hundred percent, you know, okay for a man to cry if, if something's going on, if he needs to, I mean, you might sure. disagree, but you know, if, if a man's got something deeply hurting him and he cries a little bit, then mm. geez, that's okay because that's a just a release of energy. But you know, often a masculine man won't mm. cry so much. He'll go and do something to release his to right. release his his emotions. That's, so yeah, and that's why I'm a green thumb. I'm a green thumb. My and okay. my wife, my wife would laugh about this too because I'm not a tool guy at all. Because my dad okay. really can't show me that stuff. So my wife has a tool bag. Right. Cause her dad is Mr. Right. Fixed. Like all, like yeah. if it's broken, like we, even if we're not sure it's broken, we're going to take it apart and just fix it. Anyway, kind of thing, you know, <laughs> I didn't grow up learning how to do any of that stuff. So there's been an intimidation. So just as a funny mm. example, we were living in North Dakota before we moved to Texas and the doorknob just wore out and was needing to be replaced. And we bought the doorknob from Walmart and got it home and pulled it out. And there were so many pieces. And I just looked at my wife and I'm like, dude, you know how to do this and you know, I don't, 
<laughs> and my wife, she fixed oh, it? My, well, yeah, but it was kind of like she, she and she does this in jest. We tease each other. She's like, you know, you should know how to do this, right? And I'm like, I know, but like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> She's like, all right, well, you need to get in the kitchen and take care of them dishes then. And I was like, all right. Good. <laughs> And and I think that's the beauty of a relationship, right? You work to each other's strengths as well. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I love that. <laughs> yeah, she. I was like, all right. So I went in there and did the dishes, and she swapped the doorknob out. I just probably last uh, lost half of my masculine audience there by sharing that. <laughs> but uh, no, it's good, man. So all right, so we we're getting into what uh, what every woman wants in the man, and you know, being the oak tree, being solid, being like you know, a place of security and stability. And I think women and children need to see that. What, what is a woman? Not, that was kind of a general sense. Mm. Let's get into specifics about, about actually marriage, about parenting, about money, about mm -hmm. these different, what is a woman looking for in a man by way of the, I, I think we've touched on marriage enough, but on parenting, what is a woman looking for in a man to be like, happy with or i don't want to say approving because we don't like we shouldn't need anyone's approval but mm. like to where she can be like pleased with the level of parenting that's happening to her children because the children are first mm. right I mean, those are her babies you know in a sense like they're more they're they're important right uh, yes I, I mean a lot of women will always say that children come first and i agree in many ways but you know your relationship still has to be up there as well um, yes, and yes. I think that's where a lot of things fall fall short um, in in marriages when when children come along but I think from a, a man as a as a father it's really about presence um, you know and um, when when spending time with the kids like quality focused time with the kids you know if he's working full time um, and and comes home from work can you give you know them the children you know an hour, 30 minutes even of just quality focused time because the reality is is that kids need presence and, and fa the father energy in the archetype of a father is, is presence. So if you're not giving your children presence, you know, they're going to be lacking in something as they they grow into a man or, or a woman themselves. So definitely being present. Mm. Um, I think where, and again, you know, I, I'll be open. I'm not in a, a current relationship. So you could say that I, um, a lot of people are like, well, how do you know? Because I've learned the hard way, but um, <laughs> with a lot of things. But, you know, when in a relationship, it's it's also as a man, um, not just assuming that the, you know, the woman, the mother will will take care of everything, you know, stepping up and 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 doing some things in advance as well. You know, mm. I, I, I mean, I think back to when I was with my children's father, it was like, well, he went to work full time. So did I. Um, but then I'd come home and do all the housework and all the kids stuff. And, and, and then what did he do? I'm not sure. Right. So I'd, I don't want to, to bag him because I was who I was at that time too. Um, but you know, it's, it's about finding um, a balance between helping each other in the relationship and, and pulling your, pulling your weight, if you like. So you could have designated roles, you know, or designated things at home that you do um, to help each other out. Um, and I again, I don't know if I'm answering the question, but definitely no, being good. present with the children is, is very important. I think yeah, it's really good because what we just left in North Dakota um, was, my wife working all day as an educator mm. and 
And just like you said, women swirl it around. Obviously, with me, when I'd get done with work, I left work at work. But because I think women just in general bring all of it, like when they're at yes. work, they're thinking about their kids in home. When they're at home, they're thinking about their yes. job, and all this stuff, you know. So <laughs> not only is she at work all day, but she's coming home from work and working on a master's degree for a couple hours every night, yeah, or every okay. other night and trying to do the mom thing. And yes. she's taxed and exhausted and i'm working in the old field like five or six days a week like 12 to 16 hours a day and i come home physically spent mm. and i could definitely see how i don't want to use the word bitterness because it's very strong maybe resentful maybe some resentment yeah. begins to develop because women yeah. women and we and my wife and i had these i call them light arguments where i'm like man i come home exhausted man and like uh like, what do you expect? You know, like I have to, I have to work like this in order to provide this level of lifestyle, you know, yeah. the whole, you know, latte on the way to work in the morning, if you want one private school education for the kids, like all this stuff, like I have to work like that in order to provide this. And my wife would always come. And I guess I was looking for acknowledgement, like, Hey, I get it. You work really hard. But when there's a little bit of resentment there, my wife would come back and say, Hey, hey I work hard too. You know, like I'm putting mm. in the miles too, you know, kind of a thing. And I, I definitely see the need for it because I think dads a lot of time feel like I've worked, I've made the money, I've provided a quality of life, I've done my I'm part. Done. Right. And neglect. And, and, and look, maybe back in the day when women didn't work fine, right? Because, you know, women were at home doing stuff at home, but it, it the reality is, is most women work these days and you opened another can of worms. I think there it's like, you know, we all expect this lifestyle now where two people have yeah. to work full time and we're constantly on the go, you know, both people. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I, this might not sound great, but I think a lot of it, and, you know, I'm one of these people, so please know that I'm talking from experience as well, but it's like a lot of it stems from greed. You know, we just want more, 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 um, <laughs> right. yet our lifestyle and our relationship <laughs> suffer because of it. So, yeah. you know, maybe it's about in, this might be for you or might be for anyone. It's like, how can we find a bit more of a happy medium between having a life where we still have what we want and we still yeah. have enough money, we can still provide, but then actually having some time <laughs> where we yeah. can just, you know, enjoy our relationship and then not yes. be exhausted all the time, you know? So, uh, and I've really been stripping, you know, my life back to say, Hey, I actually just want to enjoy my life a little more rather than just be focused on the money side of things. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's still important. Sure. Um, but particularly for women, because, you know, the feminine is about rest and, and relaxation and, and being present in the body. Women need time away from, you know, constantly being on the go um, to be soft and radiant and nurturing, um, you know, as a mother or as a wife. If she's got no time, she's not going to be any of those things. <laughs> right. Yeah. In addition, to, and I think it's OK that we say this because. I want to be nitty gritty, true and raw, but that's also going to affect your intimate relationship too, as far as oh, your relationship. 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> no, if, she, if she's tired and she's got a hundred things on the go, she ain't going to want to do anything. <laughs> she's right? not. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and so you, you said, you know, with the woman's consciousness, a woman will, she is able to, and I've read a little bit about this, but with women, we're able to, our consciousness is so open that we can know everything that needs to be done in the house, plus yeah. how everyone's feeling in the house at any one time. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, that's, that's not great. Whereas a man, and this is not a bad thing, is more single focused. He can focus on one thing at a time and be done with it. 
you know um but a woman can't she's she's always like well i've got uh, all this stuff to do and it's yeah. um so yeah if you're getting to intimate time and you're like well look at the time it's time for that um she'll uh, be like fuck no i've got you know the socks on the floor i've got the dishes in the thing i've got to do this i've got to do that it ain't happening mate <laughs> so yeah, as a masculine okay. man you yeah. got to make sure all the things are done in the house if you want that to happen. <laughs> Did you just say we have to start doing housework in order to get laid? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least make it so that she can't see it, right? Because <laughs> if it's not in her consciousness, then she won't <laughs> think about it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, I like it. No, I'll it just... doesn't always mean that. But, um, right. you know, the reality is a lot of people's relationships are like that. So. Okay. Well, hey, we, we've already opened this door. Let's camp here just a second longer. So in addition to... <laughs> In addition to being the oak tree and being stable, emotionally yes. secure, emotionally grounded, or at least doing the work to the point where we're better than half, you know, we're like 80% yeah. that man. And we are being mindful that our wives are, are, are busy, not only in their brains, but in life. Um, what are some things that guys can do to, to make I, I don't even know how to word this to create m more of a desire for that intimate experience with their wife, like mm. to where they can, they can disconnect or they are, are more, are more in the mood or more in tune to that experience with their husband. How does Definitely. a guy help? How does a guy help facilitate that in his, in his wife? Well, I guess, uh, you know, this is something that I do talk one-on-one -on -one with, you know, in my coaching clients, a lot of them do ask this type of question. So, um, you know, it is a very valid question. I think first things first is if there's anything, you know, if, if often in a relationship, you're aware of the things that stress, you know, your wife out or your woman out, if there's anything that you can take off her plate to help her reduce stress firstly, you know, I, ha I have a client who, who goes and does all the meal prepping for the week for his wife, because she likes her, her you know, her lunches cooked or whatever. So he goes and meals preps um, once a week. So she's got all her lunches done. She doesn't have to think about it. That takes, you know, the stress of her having to think about her lunch um, when she gets home from work. So anything that can take, stress away from her or having to do a hundred different things that she can't handle yeah. um if you if, if you can do it and it's in your stride that you know that already creates some time and space for her to say okay you know that's done I don't have to do yeah. that anymore yeah, yeah. um but I think in terms of polarity it's 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 you know it's about taking lead and and um um I want to say being the man, <laughs> right. um, you know, when it comes to, to intimacy, it's, um, it's take lead and, and, and play. I think in, in the intimate life is where a lot of us have lost it is that we actually got to play up our role a little more. So men, you know, play up a little bit more into the masculine when it comes to intimacy, women, women play a little more into the feminine, a little more into the submissive for uh -huh. the intimacy to, to actually feel good. Right. Cause that's, yeah. fun um and i forgot what the initial question was but um no, but i definitely hit, think yeah. play into it a bit you know okay. not role play but just play into your you know your masculine man traits because yeah. that's you know to women that's appealing it's like <laughs> right okay so yep. two things that I, i've got there that i've got to work out um one um I just want to apologize to all the men that are now cooking uh, seven days worth of prepackaged meals for the wife. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, 
the second thing was like the like how you said like getting into the roles you know like when i married my wife she was very docile very mm. submissive and i wasn't overbearingly chauvinistic or whatever i mean i had my moments for sure like i have that was 20 I mean, almost 20 years ago right um trying to uh i was my father in a lot of ways but um over the years my wife has become very independent very okay. uh, self-reliant uh and some of those times i uh were because i checked out and she had yeah. to and yeah. some of those times it's just because she's gone through challenges in life and succeeded and knows what she's capable of. Yep. So um, it's almost like when you, when you want a wife, not submissive in the sense where you can yell at her and she's going to put her head down and take it, but no. submissive in the sense where when you make a decision as a man to lead your family in a certain direction, she knows that her best interest and the kid's best interest are at your heart. And there's a willful submission to follow, right? Yes. That's, kind of what you want but at the same time you don't want your kids or your wife to be like this pushover kind of person so you're wanting to build up their independence and confidence but at the same time maintain your sense of leadership like in mm -hmm. the home and I've discovered that to kind of be a thing too because like every once in a while just getting back to the playful thing and the int intimacy and um uh, you know what? I don't care who listens. My mother-in-law listens to this podcast, but I'm just going to have to not care right now. That's there'll be okay. times, there'll be times, there'll be times <laughs> when I'll, I'm very playful. Like even when I don't even want to have sex with my wife, I'll go up to her and I'll smack her on the rear end and I'll be like, get in that bedroom and get those bridges off. Right. I'll talk <laughs> to her like that. My wife looks at me and, and looks at me like, I will beat you senseless. If you know what I mean? <laughs> she gives me this look like, that is not romantic. Like, shut up, you know, kind of a thing. And I tell Aww. her, you know, yeah, no, but like, <laughs> but it, almost in a play, but yeah, she's not okay. into that kind of a thing. But like, and I'll be like, you see these guns, man? Like, I, I can take you, right? And then we, like, we start. Have you tried like throwing her over the shoulder? <laughs> well, only until we get into the bedroom. And then oh, she's. Oh, so that's got pretty me. appealing. Well, yeah. And then, but she's got me on the legs. So she has this move she does where she wraps her ankles around mine and then does the splits and I'm toast. Wow. I am wow. screaming. Oh, no, we're fully clothed. We're not intimate. We're fighting, but not really. We're wrestling. And now I'm in the splits position way beyond what a good man should be in. And I'm screaming like a little girl. And I wave the white flag and it's over or whatever. But um, yeah. It's actually very know. funny. Very funny. Know. I like it. I, I don't, I don't know, know how we got there. But I want to come, so what you said before, I 100% agree with, um, you know, with the man taking lead. This is away from the bedroom at the moment, but I have this uh, like analogy that I often um, say yeah. to men. It's like, you know, with the polarity in your relationship, masculine and feminine, yes, the most women still work these days, right? So it's a little bit different. But with a man, he needs to have his purpose, his vision um, for, for himself, but also for his family. So whether that just be his wife or the kids as well, he needs a vision and he needs to be, you know, working towards that vision. Um, and I say, you know, he's he's created train tracks of his life, if you like, and his train's going in that direction. And his woman, if she's, you know, if she's in the feminine polarity, she needs to be on board and be able to get on that train and go in the same direction as him. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of the time in relationships, women are seen to sort of undermine a woman, a man's purpose, and that will make him feel not masculine. So yeah. she needs to be his supporter and she needs to be on board with his vision, um, his, you know, yeah. his purpose. 
Um, and that means that he takes her into consideration as well. He doesn't just say, you know, stuff you, this is where we're going. It's it's for her best interest as well. Um, and they're sort of going in the same direction, but she needs to be on board. She needs to yeah. be on his train, if you like, to, yeah. Yeah, to make it good. work. I think it's good for men to know that it's perfectly okay to be a strong leader, masculine man, and still ask your wife for advice. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because yes. they see things that we don't see. We're one track, like, we're going to blow through this decision. And my wife's like, do you realize how that's going to affect that person if you do that? Yes. I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. You know, like, yes. so it's almost like a, a team mate it is women bring in a different perspective they often think more about you know the people side of things they bring in more of the heart whereas the man's you know with his purpose he's often very driven and and um you know which is good so with the two that's why it works so well um but i think that side of things uh, you know that's that's done at home sort of away from other people so that he's not undermined in front of other people you know it's not you're not at a party and she's like, no, I don't believe in your, you know, your purpose, yeah. your vision. You need to do it at home. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. So that he has time and space to also, you know, not feel emasculated in front of other mm. people. Um, yeah. So if it was two things, men want to be respected and women yes. want to be fill in the blank. Loved, uh, you know, a hundred percent loved, but also um, led um, a lot of women won't, won't acknowledge that, but ultimately they do. They want to be loved and led. Um, and yeah. It's not that they can't do their own thing, but uh, I'll just explain like from a woman's perspective, how it feels to have a masculine man leading you and for you to be able to surrender into the feminine. It feels like, uh, it's just like, I, I, I imagine there's like this, you know, this lion sort of behind me and with him and he's not standing behind me but with a masculine man by your side it's like it feels like there's this line behind you and I can just do anything because I have his strength his confidence I have everything from him as a woman you know he doesn't have to be standing next to me but knowing that he'll support me no matter what you know I, I get all of his confidence just by being with him that type of thing wow. and and when he you know when when you're just with him and he's taking lead it just feels like it's like I can finally exhale. You know, I can just be like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> I wow. can finally just exhale. That's what it feels like as a woman. And I hadn't felt that until sort of recently. I'm like, I can just breathe now. Like I can breathe because someone's actually leading. I don't have to do everything. You know, yeah. I don't have to think about everything. I don't have to control everything. I don't have to plan everything. You know, um, if you're in the dating space and someone, you know, a masculine man says, uh, you know, I'll meet you here at nine o'clock, wear a nice dress let's go. That's like, Oh, cool. Thank you. That's awesome. I know what to yeah. wear. I know where I have to be. And he's organized it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. That's yeah. amazing. That will probably yeah. be the nugget of nuggets from this episode. That yeah, good metaphor of the lion behind yeah. you. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's this, I think there's this image going around on social media of like a, you know, a female lion and a male lion behind her. And that's what I mm. always think of as a masculine man behind you, the woman, like if a masculine man is there and he has confidence in himself, it just extends out to his family. The woman will be confident in herself. The kids will be confident in themselves because they have this strength of a man behind them because he believes in himself. Whoa. So they all believe in themselves as well. So yeah, I know that, you know, as a man, the more you believe in yourself, the more your family and your your partner will benefit in themselves as well. It's it, it just extends out to everyone in your family. It's it's a beautiful thing. 
Yeah, that right there is that's a great that's a great place to end. That's the yeah. nugget I want to leave guys with. Absolutely. And, yeah, absolutely. I know it's getting late in Australia. And that's um, okay. yeah, no, it's cool, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, this is so needed in our time. Mm. So I want guys and gals, because some gals listen to this podcast because they're like, what is that all about? You know, every once in a while I'll get a Karen that'll be like, oh, that sounds toxic, but it's not about chauvinism <laughs> and dominance. It's about being a better father, a better husband. <laughs> Managing your money better, managing your health better, managing your headspace better, figuring out your triggers, like creating confidence, like let's go win. That's what we're trying to do here. But some women check it out. And um, yeah, if they want to check out more of you, how do people find Rihanna? Uh, at the moment, probably social media is the best thing. So TikTok or Instagram, I'm on mainly. Um, it's just Rihanna Roach, Rihanna.Roach. My website's not currently up to date, but it is there as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, just Rihanna.roach on TikTok or Instagram is probably the best space to start to start. Um, and I have all, you know, um links on how you can work with me if you want to work with me or or contact me via email as well. Yeah, no, it's awesome, man. I appreciate that. And I will have all of that stuff in the show notes for sure. Um Thank so you. with with that, I guess I'll let you get back to being a mum as they would say in Australia, <laughs> M-U-M. Thank you. Right? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, okay. M-U-M. <laughs> uh, no, it's been really good, man. And I I would, I would, every once in a while when I get a good guest, I like to ask, would you be willing to come back in the future and like do this again and unpack some more on this topic because it's super helpful and super- Yeah, I would love to. I was thinking we've only touched the surface on so much stuff, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I just try to be mindful of your time for sure and um, everything. And, and we're actually headed to the beach this morning too beautiful yeah, yeah, we just moved, yeah we just moved to south texas and there's no beach in north dakota okay. nice. <laughs> yeah, nothing, yeah, nothing. and i was just thinking man you guys in australia man all we see is pictures of australians on the beach and then we're like uh but everything in australia is trying to eat people there right like the spiders are huge like the sharks are huge like you guys can't even go outside without stepping on snakes that's the mindset americans have about australia <laughs> they're not everywhere they're not in the suburbs i mean they are but not really <laughs> right <laughs> yeah okay no it's cool man a lot of good content for guys to start cool. working on and uh if Thanks, guys Nick. want to reach out to rihanna please check out her stuff on social media and uh yeah give her a listen man give her a check out it's really good stuff it's traditional it's quality it rings true in your spirit and uh rihanna until next time thanks again beautiful thanks nick mm -hmm.